started. So I was thinking, of course, praying. Um, and I had a statement here that I was going to make to you before we get started. Somebody tell me, singly, who is the most important person on the face of the earth today? I said person. And I'm talking about human. Let me say it this way. Who's the most important humans on the face of the earth today? Faith. Nope. No, the most important people on the face of the earth to the earth. Say it again. The body of Christ. The church. You are singly the most important people on the face of the earth today. To the earth. Did you know that? Did you know that? We don't think like that, do we? We just think about our job and our work and our school and we don't think about being the most important people on the face of the earth, do we? Is it because you see yourself the way you are and can't grasp the idea that you might be that important? Hmm? You see you from your perspective, but you're not seeing you from God's perspective. Do you know that? Think about it. If, if you knew somebody on the face of the earth that had the answer to every question known, how valuable would that person be? Extremely valuable. Do you know you know the answer to every question? You do? Because you know God. That makes you valuable. People you meet every day that don't know Jesus need you. <laughs> and they don't know it. They don't think they need you, but they need you. And they need you here. They need you on the face of the earth. See, if you'd have eavesdropped off my notes, Dylan, you would have missed this because it's not in my notes. First Thessalonians. That may be Second Thessalonians. I'll find it here, though. Second Thessalonians. And just so you guys know, Zach and I were talking about it. It's a good thing we don't live under New Old Testament law because uh, the uh, meat you ate just a minute ago essentially has every form of animal with a cloven hoof in it. <laughs> That's good news, huh? I enjoyed that summer sausage. Hammered that like nobody's business. <laughs> It is good. It went down smooth. Cheese and cracker chaser. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Now, 
the first letter that Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, he, he spoke a lot about the second coming of Christ. And they got so amped up and so pumped up about Jesus coming back that they kind of started to not take care of some things in the natural that they needed to. And so the second letter, he's trying to kind of rein them back in and, and get them to understand, you know, you can't quit paying your bills. You can't quit, you know, uh, planting for the next year, you know. We, we don't know when he's coming back just exactly. I just want you to be aware he's coming back, right? Um, kind of similar situation uh, saw in the late 80s um, where a book was written and people got so fired up that Jesus was coming back in, in 1988 that they uh, Christians went out and racked up major credit card debt and just major bills. Um, and when the Lord Jesus didn't come back in 1988, the banks expected Christians to pay their bills in 1989. And it caused quite a, an issue, um, even to the point that people quit supporting missions and churches. And uh, it caused quite a ripple effect. Right? But the Lord could have returned in 1988. The Lord could have returned in this day. Had it been sufficient to what He wanted done, the Lord Jesus could have come back. The Lord Jesus could return tonight. He could return in the morning. He could return next month. You understand that? Just so you remember, there are no prophecies in the Word about the rapture of the church. Okay? A lot of people are like, well, when the church gets raptured, you know, the second coming and the rapture of the church are two totally different things. And all of the prophecies point to the second coming. They do not point to the rapture of the church. If you look at the book of Revelation as a timeline, you'll see that, that seven years, somewhere in there before the second coming of the Lord Jesus, the church is raptured out. And the Holy Spirit leaves as the church leaves. That's seven years for a lot of prophecy to be fulfilled um, concerning a lot of things. Without the church here, think about how wild things can get, how bad things can get without the church or the Holy Spirit here. And so when people are like, well, it ain't that, it ain't that bad yet, so he ain't coming back yet. What are you talking about? When the most important people on the face of the earth leave, who will stop Rampant sin. Nobody. Without the Holy Ghost here, who's going to be the convictor of hearts that says, don't do that? Nobody. Right? And so he says, verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, who's this talking about? The Antichrist. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Well, who would say he wouldn't be? You know, it's funny, but the Antichrist cannot come to power with you and I here. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of people on the face of the earth that be like, that's the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> right? A whole bunch of learned, intelligent, full of the Spirit of God people are like, oh, that's the Antichrist. Look what he's doing. 
How can he deceive many if people can point him out? He can't. Right? Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what... Now listen. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Now does that seem confusing? Seems like a lot of letting and letteth and... Right? Okay. Simple. This is the simplest way to say it. Only those people that allow things to happen will those things happen. But when those people be taken out of the way, it says, and then, verse 8, shall that wicked be revealed. And wicked is capitalized, so wicked is a name. It's talking about a person. When those who let... What's happening on the face of the earth is being let happen, the Apostle Paul said. You and I are letting things happen. It's not fun, is it? It's really easy to gripe about government and politicians and point your finger at people. I heard a man involved in government back in November... He's a congressman or something. You know, I don't remember. But he said, he said, the minute the church stepped out of government, government had nobody to keep it in line. And he said, we need the church back in government. He said, we need Christian politicians. We need Christians who are called to serve in government positions. We need the church represented back in our government on a state level, on a national level. You know what I mean? And he actually said the whole time he was going to Bible school, he knew he was not called into the ministry. He knew he was called to serve in government. But he went to Bible school first. You hear me? When they took prayer out of schools, the church let that happen. We let that happen. We let these things happen. That's exactly what that word right there says. Only those that now let. (laughs) Amen? When we see something happening, when we see something coming, we ought to bow up. We ought to stop saying, well, that's just how the world's going to go. See, that's what the church started saying. Well, it's just going to get bad. It's going to get bad because Jesus is coming back. What? We stand our ground. We don't have to have same-sex marriage in our nation. We don't have to have bathrooms that nobody knows who gets to go in them, just the people that think they should. Right? What do you believe? Well, if what you believe dominates what you do, then you won't put up with stuff like that. 
I'm not telling you to stand on a street corner with a hateful sign. That's not love. I'm telling you pray about it. Don't let it happen. Right? Now, when you and I get taken out of the way, there's going to be a lot of stuff get let happen by people who know nothing about letting because they ain't saved. And it's just going to go down the toilet. Right? And then the Lord Jesus can return. Amen? He's got a plan. The Father has a plan. But as long as you are here, and as long as you are saved, and as long as the Holy Ghost is speaking to you, speaking through you, we are the most important people on the face of the earth. This is not an arrogant statement. This is a a job statement. Amen? But if you don't see yourself as important to the earth, to the people in it, then you will not accomplish the things that the Lord has for you to do. You'll let things happen because you don't realize you can change them. Amen? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. The Antichrist cannot come to power until the church is not here. Amen? But it does say that that spirit of Antichrist is already at work on the face of the earth. Do you know what the spirit of Antichrist is? Anything that says Jesus is not the Son of God. Anything that says there's another way to God. Anything that denounces or denotes Jesus in who he is. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Right? So, all these other religions, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was waiting on my dad to pick me up last night. I was on, on back, way back in the timber uh, on skids here doing some work. And, um, anyway, got my phone out. Started uh, watching some videos published by the... Uh, uh, pause that. You got me paused? Because as I was watching those videos, I was like, see, this has this note of God and Jesus is. And and they, you know, they're saying Jesus is the Messiah and he came to, uh, you know, forgive you and this and that. And then just some little subtle little things dropped in there, you know. And then, and there's people who are almost his same equivalent. No, there ain't, Jack. You know what I mean? So, be real careful. Be real careful to what you listen to. Be real careful to what you spend time processing. You know what I'm talking about? 
Because sooner or later, you start getting little tidbits and little droplets of stuff that don't line up. Okay? So, again, anything that denounces Jesus is the spirit of Antichrist. And it's already at work on the face of the earth. Amen? Amen? Let's get people used to this kind of talk. That way when the church is gone, there isn't anybody that will say, that ain't right. They will accept and believe anything. You understand that? That makes you the most important people on the face of the earth. You're the ones that have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you telling you, that's not right. That's not God. That's not me. That's not the Word. You. That's why you're so important. And you may see yourself the way you see yourself, but you need to understand you are important. Not just to Miss Lisa and I, not just to Faith Builders Family Church. You're important to every person you meet on the road, at work, every per- They need you. And they don't know it, but they're leeching off you being here because you're buying them time. That's how important you are. Amen? That's something, huh? Every person you meet needs you. How valuable are you? Extremely. (laughs) Right? See yourself as valuable. And you don't feel valuable? See yourself as valuable. Tell yourself, the earth needs me. His creation needs me. If I'm not here, nobody will tell them. Right? Right. Luke. Chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. I'll wait. Let everybody get there. Luke chapter 9 verse 1. It says, Then he called his twelve disciples together. And gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house ye enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, Shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. I really like the way Luke says this. says he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Didn't just say heal, he said cure. 
is different than heal. You know what I mean? A heal, you know, healing, you can be like, well, it's just, it's just instantaneous. It's just miraculous. It's just, but cure, cure is like, well, here's your problem and here's how to fix it. That's a cure. Well, what's the world's problem? They're lost. Well, what's the cure? They need Jesus. <laughs> it's a little bit less about them being sick and a little bit more about them needing a cure. That's why you're so important. You know how to cure them. Amen? I mean, you go to the doctor, and he writes you out a prescription, right? Supposed to be the cure. Right? Here, take this, and it'll make you better. Every one of you, every one of you, Know the prescription. He gave you power over devils and the ability to cure the issues that people have, that this world has. You're no different than them 12. Right? Well, no, those are the 12 disciples. Those are the 12 apostles. Okay. Luke 10. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Well, that's still true today. I mean, the world, they're sharp-tongued, right? They cut, they bite. You stand up and say, it's not right. And you're, you're, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, you're, uh, uh, well, whatever. You have small thinking, you know, you don't understand the issues that people have. Um, you're that way because your mom and dad told you to be that way. You know, uh, <laughs> right? I mean, you, you know. And here's the thing. Uh, Miss Lisa, has things changed since you were a little girl about what was accepted and what's not? <laughs> oh, wow. Right? When I was in high school, when I was in high school, there were certain things. None of that. None of it. None of it was allowed. Okay? Your generation does see a, uh, a widespread uh, issue of things. And every time you speak up and say something, the world is going to come down on you and say, you're shallow-minded, you, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm trying, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Um, you're religious, uh, uh, you're a hater, right? We just want to love each other, and you're a hater. Right? People have hidden behind the cloak of love. It's not love. <laughs> Last time I checked, love would tell you, don't do that. Stop it. Quit it. 
Love has absolutely no problem saying, you're going to quit that. You know why I know? Because every time my mom would give me a whipping, she'd tell me she loved me. Guess what? I believe her. My parents gave, have given their entire life to raise their sons. That's love. You know what I mean? <laughs> if a relationship is, is dominated by selfishness, that's not love. I like to ask people, like if I'm going to do a wedding for them, I really like to ask them. I like to ask them, I like to say, why do you love her? Because I want to hear what he says. And I just let him talk. And then I say, now why do you love him? Because if either one of them make the, I just love the way he makes me feel. You love you more than you love him. Because you love the way he makes you feel. <laughs> that's called selfishness. That's not love. There's a diff. Right? Isn't there a difference? There's a proper way to answer those questions. Amen? See, I loved Miss Lisa. I had a witness in my heart that Miss Lisa was who God had for me. But love was already in place because I love everybody. Right? She didn't have to make me feel a certain way to attain my love. I love her. Right? But my love for her is different than it is for, the, for you all. She's my wife. She's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. When she hurts, I hurt. Now, we're a family, so if one of you hurt, we hurt. Right? But love, you know, love is like respect. People want to say, well, you've got to earn it. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. Love is not earned. It's given. For God so loved the world that he gave. Right? Respect. You don't have to. You, you, don't, you know what? If somebody's got a position over you, I don't care what you think about their personal integrity. If they have a position over you, respect them. They have a position. Right? That's how that works. Honor? Give honor to who honor is due. You know what I mean? Everybody's always looking for government officials to slip up and make a mistake, get caught in scandal. Why? You have no honor. You have no, you have no respect. That's right, yeah. Right? It's my job to pray for them. It's my job to be interested in how they're doing spiritually. Because how they're doing spiritually frees me up spiritually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, it, 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 hmm. anyway, he said, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Well, that don't sound like much fun. But it's okay. 
Lambs are precious. They're sweet. Yeah? Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way. Now he's saying the exact same thing that he said to the twelve. Right? But doesn't name these seventy. But he's commissioning them the same way. Isn't it amazing? People want to think that groups in the Bible were more important than others. No, they're not. The twelve were important to their time. Just like you are important to your time. If Jesus had wanted Peter alive in 2017, that's what he had done. You're alive in 2017. Not Moses, not Peter, you. You're just as important to this earth as they were. Will you walk in the light and the anointing that they did? Will you accept the call of God on your life like they did and see things done? It says, And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Now that's a funny scripture right there. And I do want to make a reference. I do want you guys to think about something. If you go and somebody is blessing you and they lay out something right in front of you and it's the worst thing you've ever smelled and it's something you know you're not going to like, eat it. And be thankful. That's a hard one to learn. I hate that stuff. I don't care. Eat it. They did it for you. And they did it as unto the Lord Jesus. He would eat it. You go over and you read uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 27. Don't turn there. Just... But Paul gives instruction on that. And he says, whatsoever they, they feed you, eat it. He says, now if they tell you beforehand it's made for idols, don't eat it. But that's really not even for your conscience sake, that's for theirs. So that they know you stand your ground on what you believe. Why do you need to stand your ground? Because you are the most important people in their lives. And they need to know you've got a standard. They need to know you've got rules that you don't break. Right? And if somebody has prepared something and you just cannot, you cannot choke it down, just find something else. But don't say one word about that thing. Don't say, I don't like that. Don't say, I hate that. Just eat whatever they have that you can and do like. Because they prepared it for you. And they were being good to you. Right? I don't like greens. Right? And I have had some stuff in people's houses. And I was like, what is in my mouth? And then I just swallow it whole. <laughs> right? And if I leave it on my plate, it's because I got full early. <laughs> you know what I mean? You start swallowing stuff down whole, you get full quick. So, Don't be rude. Be thankful. Amen? And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things that are set before you. Verse 9, And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Isn't it amazing? Jesus didn't say, 
while you're there, I hope you heal some sick. He didn't say that. He said, while you're there, heal them. (laughs) You know what I mean? It'd be like Jesus walking through that door and saying, Zach, go get that pitcher of water and go fill it up. What would you do? You'd go get that pitcher of water and fill it up. Why? Because Jesus told you to. Why is healing an option? Thank you. Right? Why is curing their diseases optional to the church? It was never an option. It was a command. It's part of the commission. Go do it. Then they'll know, I sent you. Oh. Now I get it. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> but in, I was okay until someone giggled. <laughs> but into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of, of the same and say, Even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Rogers, Arkansas, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Why? Because we're here. You may not be mayor, you may not be sheriff, but you are the most important people in Rogers, Arkansas, in Springdale, Arkansas, in southwest Missouri. You are. You have the cure. You are not the curer, but you have it. You understand that? You are not the healer, but you have healing. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. I will never get over him saying it that way. Such as I have. He said, it's in me. It's pent up in me. Why? Because he's in me. Such as I have, give I unto you. (laughs) Jesus said, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. A city that will not hear or receive the words that you speak. The Lord said it was more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. It is not our desire to see cities receive the same payment that Sodom received. But God is just. And it's just like we've talked. Isn't it amazing that at 10, Abraham quit talking? Why? Because Lot and his wife and at least two daughters, and it says he had other daughters that were married. So that's at least eight people. If he had Lot, his wife, two daughters that weren't married, that's four. And then he had two daughters and they were married, that's eight, right? So if he had asked for anything less than ten, essentially he was just asking for Lot's family, which he went ahead and did. That tells me Lot and his family were the only people in that city that God could do anything with. You understand that? God is just. There was nothing in that city for him to have anything to do with. And the Lord said, hey, burn it up. Anybody ever seen those like 
topographic pictures or those like earth pictures, whatever they call them, I don't know. But they say that's where Sodom, Gomorrah, where they think they were at. And today, they're just white spots on the face of the earth. They say at some point, there was such a fervent heat in those two spots that the soil, the earth, the ground has never recovered from it. You ever seen those pictures? Anybody here ever seen those? Lisa, have you seen those pictures? Did I show those to you? There's like two dots. And they're white. And scientists have confirmed there was such a hot heat right here. And they think that's where Sodom and Gomorrah was at. And the Lord Jesus said it would be better for Sodom than it would be for a city that you shake off the dust of your feet against. Right? God is faithful and God is just. He does not make mistakes. He does not. If something is not right, it's not Him. It can't be. He's always on target. Amen? He told you and I. He commissioned us. The 12, the 70, we're no different. He's commissioned us to go out, to preach the gospel, to heal, to cure diseases, to cure whatever their ill is. It's a command. You and I don't really, you and I don't, if we don't understand the brevity of this, it's because we're not thinking about it, and we're not thinking, I am, I, am, I am a part of the most important group of people on the face of the earth. And I have the cure to every ill, to every problem, to every issue that this world faces right now. You have the same God on the inside of you that multiplied fish and loaves to feed thousands. Is world hunger an issue for the Lord Jesus? No. It is not. Whatever you have, bless it, break it, and watch it go. Amen? And you're thinking, I'm just not worth anything. What? You're worth everything. (laughs) I hope somebody in this room is getting a hold of the fact that you're worth something. Romans 15. I want you to look at this. We'll start in verse 17. Paul's writing and he says, I have therefore... Whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Verse 19. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Elycrium, 
I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Now don't cut that scripture into chunks. Whatever you do, don't chop that one up. Through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is not fully preached unless signs and wonders and the power of the Spirit of God follow it. Because Jesus preached the gospel fully. And signs and wonders followed his ministry. Paul said he preached the gospel fully. And signs and wonders followed it. You are commissioned to preach the gospel fully. Signs and wonders must follow it. Why? So they know who sent you. Amen? Have you been thinking that signs and wonders should be being done at your hands? If you haven't, You're missing it. If the healing line is for somebody else to do. If somebody gives you the opportunity to speak into their life. And it comes through, I'm sick. And you don't speak. And you don't do. You're not fully preaching the gospel. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Miss Lisa and I had a had a, a lady in the shop. I don't know how long has that been, dear? A couple weeks ago? A couple, two or three weeks ago? And I don't know how Miss Lisa or something, my dad won told me something. It's like she's going, she's kind of upset. She's going to see her dad. He's had some kind of heart issue. Anyway, I'm doing something else. The Spirit of God starts welling up on the inside of me. And I was like, I don't know this lady. <laughs> you know, she's going to think I'm a nut. Whatever, okay. So, <clears throat> I found her there. She is either paying Miss Lisa or something. And I found her, and what was funny was the Holy Ghost was saying the same thing to Miss Lisa, right? And so, I did my best to just kind of get some information from her, you know, in a general, you know, so you're going to see your dad. You know, and she kind of started tearing up. And at, at, at a point there, she had used some foul language. Right? Just in conversation. And then I started asking her about her dad, and she started kind of getting emotional. And I said, well, we'll pray for him. But I couldn't get the, in me that I should say, let's pray right now. I wanted to. I was trying. But I was making her uncomfortable. <laughs> Miss Lisa stood up and said, let's pray right now. And immediately she responded to Miss Lisa. But it took both of us. And it took both of us hearing God and being sensitive. And both of us doing our part to get to that point where we grabbed a hold of her hands. And we got to pray the word of God over. And we didn't just say, God help her dad. Heal him. That they would know you're God and that you love them. Amen? And you get your hands on people. <laughs> right? 
And yeah, it may seem a little awkward. It may seem a little hard, but big deal. Jesus said, do it. You want people to think you're a freak or you want to be in trouble with the Lord Jesus? I'd rather people think I'm a freak. Right? Because when it pays off in their life, they're coming back. And they're going to want to talk to the, the freak. I know the curer. And I have the cure. And if you want me to, I can write the prescription out. It's spelled J-E-S-U-S. And if you'll just take a dose of him, you'll be better. You won't ever be like you were before. Amen? The gospel is not fully preached without signs and wonders. So you might as well decide. I'm going to see people healed. If it had only been for the 12, he wouldn't have commissioned 70 more behind him. Right? And then you look at the end of Mark. Right? Look at Mark. Mark 16 and verse 15. It says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, is that optional? Is it optional? No, it's not. He says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Man, I'm glad the book of Mark was written to an all-inclusive 12. Because otherwise, this would seem like this is something I'm supposed to be doing. Right? I'm glad that John Mark got dictated the gospel of Mark from Peter so that he would write it back to Peter. Because Peter didn't want to forget when he got old and started losing it. Oh my goodness. Alright, I'm going back and starting over. We're preaching on sin again. And Zach comes before Lance in the alphabet too. So... Did you hear me? Peter did not dictate this book to John Mark so that John Mark would turn around and give it back to Peter and Peter put it in his personal library. It was written to you and I. It was written for our benefit. And again, those words there are in red. So he was saying to everybody, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And isn't it amazing that Jesus knew that the gospel fully preached had some things that went with it. 
These signs shall follow me. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs follow those that believe. It doesn't say those that are called into the fivefold gifts that I'm going to talk about later. Those that believe. When Jesus left, when he ascended up into heaven, he said enough. He told everybody that heard him, go do this. I'll give you some more instruction later. But you go ahead and start on this stuff. Amen? It's never changed. It should follow you and I. Amen? Again, I ask you, who's the most important people on the face of the earth today? Us. That's not arrogancy. That's knowing who you are in Christ. The people you work with, they need you. People you go to school with, they need you. If they don't like you, it don't matter. They need you. You're going to have to deal with it. And you're going to have to be the bigger person. Because they need you. You really don't need them. You've got Jesus. <laughs> and once they get Jesus, they really probably don't need you no more. They got the cure. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you happy tonight? Yes. You should be. You also ought to be challenged. Yeah. Can't go to work tomorrow and dislike that person. <laughs> Hear that, Miss Lisa? You can't go to work tomorrow and dislike me. <laughs> you need me. <laughs> All right, I'm glad she knows it. You all are witness, Miss Lisa needs me. <laughs> right? You know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about uh, Dylan leaving Saturday. And I was thinking about how um, I don't like it when one ends his away. Do you know that? And some of you older ones have picked up and, and, and moved to Tulsa moved away uh, makes me sick of my stomach makes me cry I don't like it granted I'm cool with you following after the things God has called you to do that's what I want you to do that's what Miss Lisa wants you to do it doesn't change the fact that our hearts long for you yes when you left Joel I cried I didn't tell you I just cried didn't like it didn't like it when Maymay got on a plane the other day. Don't like it. <laughs> right? But it doesn't matter where you go on the face of the earth. You're the carrier of the gospel. And it needs to be fully preached. Signs and wonders. They used to say Mother Edder would be preaching. They, they talked about her preaching in a little building that had a train track that ran right behind it. And she'd be preaching. And they, the train would go by. And people on the train would fall out in the spirit as they went by because she was in that little building preaching. But people on the train would fall out. <laughs> Miss Catherine Kuhlman, they talked about her walking through the airport and people just falling out as she'd walk by. <laughs> she wasn't doing nothing, she wasn't grabbing them by the dome, she was just walking. She's a carrier. She's got the Spirit of God on the inside of her. 
Right? So I was thinking about you. You got the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Be who He's made you to be. Don't get, don't get slack. Don't get lax. No matter where you're at, remember, you're important. You're important to the people around you. They need you. Right? <laughs> they need you real bad. You know what? They need you. So what are you going to do? You going to be quiet? You going to let things happen? You going to buck up, stand your ground? When the rest of your generation wants to do one thing, it ain't right. If they hate you for it, what are you going to do? I'd rather be hated for the cause of Jesus than liked for the cause of Lance. That's right. Because right. <laughs> my own merit ain't going to get me nowhere. It's going to sell me out. Right? right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.